Well, on a day that the Supreme Court has upheld the legality of the center's shock move to demonetize notes back in 2016, joining us now is former finance minister and one of the most senior lawyers who argued this case in court, in the Supreme Court, is Mr. P. Chidambaram. Mr. Chidambaram, thanks very much for being with us. Uh, can I first begin by asking you the relevance of this order in the first place? In a sense, did it become an academic exercise given that the notes ban happened in November of 2016, and here we are more than six years later in 2023. Well, let me make it clear. I'm not on your show as an advocate who argued the case. I'm here as a member of parliament representing the Congress party. So that must be made clear. See, the fact that this case was taken up after six years itself was a dampener on any deep scrutiny of the issue. I wish this case had been taken up within, say, one or two months of the demonetization. Be that as it may, the majority decision does not, does not uphold either the wisdom of the government's decision or whether the objectives set out before demonetization were achieved. The majority steered clear of those two vital issues. And we have conceded that effective relief cannot be granted by the court, but we were absolutely clear that the court can certainly interpret the law and lay down the guidelines for any future action. I think those two issues have been addressed by both the majority judgment and the minority judgment. Let's just look at the majority judgment uh, in, in some detail first. Uh, one one thing that it has said very clearly is that uh, th they find no fault with the process uh, and that there was consultation between the RBI and the government for six months uh, prior to the decision actually being announced on the 8th of November. Uh, also, that it, it couldn't be struck down on grounds of proportionality. Uh, you may say that they, the court didn't technically comment on the objectives of demonetization, but are we splitting hairs here? If they're okay with the process, um, I, 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 does the rest matter? It does matter. It does matter to Parliament. It does matter to the people of India. You follow a process but you don't achieve your objectives, then why did you put people to so much difficulty and hardship? Anyway, now that the majority has declared the law, we are bound by the law. We bow down to the law. But read the majority along with the minority. The minority is explained that there was practically no consultation. It emanated from the central government's letter and the RBI simply responded to that central government's letter and the decision was taken in 24 months. Therefore, we have a majority, we have a minority. And as I've said, a famous chief justice of the United States said, the dissent, the dissenting judgment is an appeal to the brooding spirits of the law, an appeal to a future date when a later decision may possibly correct the error which the author of the dissenting judgment believes that the court fell into. I'm only quoting a famous statement by a former Chief Justice of the United States, which has been quoted several times by the Indian Supreme Court. 
Are you suggesting, uh, in a sense, that the, the dissenting judgment uh, may, in, in fact, hold greater significance in how future decisions may be taken by the government in that she has pointed out, uh, you know, that parliament should have been taken on board uh, on a matter of such national importance, etc. Uh, do, do you believe that perhaps it would make the government think twice before another big decision is announced in the future? Or is, is that too much? I don't to think the government will dare take a decision like demonetization in the future. Remember, in ADM Jabalpur, which upheld the emergency powers of the government, there was a dissenting judgment by Justice Kanna, which ultimately has become the majority view of the Supreme Court today. Similarly, um, um, uh, Justice Chandrachu's judgment in an earlier case was overruled by the present uh, Dr. Justice Chandrachu. Therefore, it's possible that if they take another rash decision like the present one, it's quite possible that the dissenting judgment, the views expressed by the dissenting judgment, could become the uh, law declared by the Supreme Court. I'm only hoping it will happen, but I doubt whether the government will dare take another decision like demonetization. Mr. Chidambaram, today the BJP uh, has has made the argument that the Congress uh, is has opposed demonetization because that it it, it ultimately helped India's poor, it helped the digital economy grow, it prevented uh, any leakages in direct benefit transfers to the poor, uh, etc. The data on this, of course, is mixed because you've seen, you know, the sort of digital economy grow, but you've also seen far more cash come back into the system than before demonetization. How would you respond to, to, to their justification for it? It only proves our argument that digitization has nothing to do with demonetization. Without demonetization also, the digital economy would have grown. What they said was cashless economy. Then they modified it to say less cash economy. Now, what is the situation today? We today have twice the amount of cash circulating as it was on November 8, 2016. Twice the amount of cash. I think about 17 uh, lakh crore has become 32 lakh crore. Therefore, our argument has been vindicated by the facts that digitization has nothing to do with demonetization. Without demonetization also, there would have been rapid digitization. All right, Mr. Chidamram, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you very much for joining us on that important story uh, as the political fallout and the debate over demonetization continues. Thank you. Thank you.